Thank you for tuning in to Far Better, where we look to be pleasing to God in this life so our eternity is far better. I'm your host, Michael Clark, and with me again is my dad, B.J. Clark, the director of Memphis School of Preaching. Dad, it's good to have you back on the program. I really enjoyed last time. Thanks. We're talking about Christianity being far better than a doubting life, and so the first question that really comes to mind is, with all the doubt in the world, can we really know that there is a God? Yeah. I can walk on uh, to the beach and see footprints in the sand. I could see someone might write, I love you, and put their girlfriend's name at the end of that. On Well, someone absolutely designed and deliberately wrote that message. And even though I wasn't there to watch them do it, right? I don't have to be there to watch them do it to know that someone did. Hebrews 3, 4 has a very interesting text. It says, every house is builded by some man. Well, who denies that? No one. But he that built all things is God. Right. Who denies that? <laughs> uh, there are too many who deny right. that. Well, some years ago, I went to the St. Louis Science Center with an elder, a friend of mine named Con Lambert, and we were there, and we were looking at these exhibits. And one of the things I noticed, they kept promoting evolution all throughout that St. Louis Science Center And then we came to one area where they had a a bank of video monitors mounted on the wall, probably nine or ten of them up there. And if you looked from the left-hand side to the right-hand side, they would show you the clearing of the land, the laying of the foundation, to the building of the building, to ribbon-cutting ceremony of the St. Louis Science Center. Right. And so I thought to myself... If I've ever wanted to leave graffiti, it's now, <laughs> because I wish I could. There was a blank wall above, a blank space above these monitors and underneath it. I would love to have put above it, for every house is builded by some man, as you can see from the video evidence. Right. But he that built all things is God underneath it. And those men that were in the video building the St. Louis Science Center, Did they have a builder? Here's video evidence that the building was built. It had a designer. But did the men who built the building have a designer? Well, yes. So we shouldn't doubt this. The Bible makes it abundantly clear. The heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament shows his handiwork. Psalm 19.1. Well, here then lies a problem with some people because I agree with everything that you just said. But some people then say, okay, so God exists, and he allows me to suffer, some God. Why would God do that to me? So why would God, and why does God allow suffering? Yeah, that, that's a, a, an issue that you could do several podcasts on, of course. Right. But the long and the short of it for the time we have, I would say this. God created man with free moral agency, free moral choice. If he hadn't, then man is robotic. Uh, how would it feel for you to every time you wanted to hear I love you from your wife, you just had to pull a string on the side of her, and she'd say it whether she wanted to or not. She's programmed to say it. Right? Isn't it much more meaningful to have someone that you love choose to look at you and say, I love you? Right. Yes, that's a choice. It's not forced. It's not coerced. Well, God loves us, and he wants us to love him, and... He made us with free moral choice, but with making us that way, he also made it possible for us to make a wrong choice, and there have to be consequences for making that wrong choice. 
but it's not God making that choice. It's us. Right. And those choices are very, very clearly mapped out in scripture for us. He said, here's what I want you to choose. And here's the reward you'll get for it. Here's the punishment you'll get if you don't. Right. Deuteronomy 28 alone tells them of all the things that God had promised them in the first 14 verses or all the blessings. He spends the rest of the chapter and there's 60 some odd verses in that chapter saying, if you don't get ready. Right. And in the book of Amos, chapter 4, he says, I'm doing all this. Well, you didn't return, so okay, fine. Captivity's coming, and it's your fault. And in every situation where God's people have realized what they've done wrong, such as Daniel 9, Daniel says a prayer there where he says, this is on us. This is our fault. We brought ourselves up into this situation. And in this situation where we look at life now, death happens because of sin. And even though I may not sin, and cause my death by the direct sin that I've done. It may not be a direct cause of that. I still have the ability to die because sin exists in this world. And it's the same with the flood. The flood opened up things for mankind because after the flood, man's lifespan started decreasing rapidly from what it once was. And so suffering, like I said, is a consequence of what we've done. And it's, it's just for God to give those consequences. And if anything... God could have been a lot harsher with how he treated us because he could have just annihilated Adam and Eve after they sinned, but instead he allowed an opportunity for hope. But we look at a nation that is suffering, a nation that's suffering a lot because of its own sin and its own actions, and if you had the opportunity to address the nation like our president has opportunity to address it, what advice would you give our nation in in order to correct what we're doing? I would say Proverbs 14.34, righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. Well, what is righteousness? According to Psalm 119.172, all of God's commandments are righteousness. Look, America did not decline because we're following the word of God. America has, or any nation for that matter, this isn't just an America passage. Right. It is a passage for any nation on the planet. If you exalt God and exalt his righteousness, he will exalt you. And if you ignore his instructions, then you're asking for problems and heartache. Israel often doubted God. You know, that God brings them out of Egypt. But the first time that they don't like what's going on, their exact reaction is, let's go back to Egypt. And... Their doubting of God hurt them because when they had God on their side, we, I mentioned this with a podcast I did with Devin Dean, when they were all in on God, they were the most dominant world power this world has ever seen. They were unbeatable. But when, and Devin pointed out, when one man took some things that he shouldn't have taken, one man cost the entire children of Israel to lose in battle because God says, okay, I'm not with you now. Right. And so it's, it's, it has to be the same way, like you said in Proverbs 14, 34. Righteousness is what this nation was supposed to be built upon. Having morality, following God. Now, maybe not in the way that you and I would agree, but that's what the country was built upon is we are a moral people, but now we are immoral. We have these, we have these people that are trying to basically say, do what feels good. God's not there. They put doubt. They do everything they can to hurt the mindset that we have to bow to a creator. And like we've been talking about in this whole two episodes is there are hardcore atheists who are absolutely adamant God does not exist. They they are very prominent in our world. There are people who, you know, Bill Nye the science guy used to be so popular for children, and now he has just gotten crazier and crazier, it seems. But he would be adamant that God doesn't exist. So can we really 
convince hardcore atheists like that? Like, if, if a member of the church could debate Bill Nye the science guy, should they, or are we wasting our time? Well, no, because some people who are listening aren't Bill Nye the science guy or as hardcore, perhaps, and that's the person that we're trying to influence to do what's right. Um, and you know as well as I do that if you can just get the evidence out there to some folks, they'll say, okay, wait a minute, there's got to be a better explanation than just accidental chance and happenstance. Right. Well, you know, the one question that I've, I've been telling people recently is I had someone say, well, I studied with an atheist. He doesn't believe in God's word. Every time I quoted scripture to him, he didn't want to talk anymore. And I'm, I pointed out to him, I said, well, you first have to prove that science and other things prove an existence of God because at this point in time, he's sitting there saying, well, I don't care what that book says. And so would you agree that we have to do some unteaching before we can actually do the teaching that the Bible even says to a degree? Yeah, you got to lay a foundation before you build the house, and the foundation is belief in God that leads to a belief in the Word of God. And so, yeah, that foundation is so important. If you don't have that, then you're trying to build your house on the sand. And we know how that ended up in Matthew 7 when the storms come, the house built on the sand, no solid foundation, it falls. Right. What are some good, as we close this episode out, what are some good resources and materials to consider for someone who's questioning the existence of God? There are some uh, great resources that I wouldn't recommend every part of them. Um, but, you know, there are some others that I'd recommend more than others uh, I can recommend uh, going to apologeticspress.org and reading those faith-building articles there. The Christian Courier has a lot of good faith-building articles on Christian evidences. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those books that are published by Apologetics Press, they're very faith-building. In the religious world, books like Evidence That Demands a Verdict or More Evidence That Demands a Verdict are pretty good. Those have some bones you have to fit, uh, you know, spit out. When you eat fish and you get a bone, well, you spit the bone out, but you keep the good part, the fish. Right. And with reference to reading certain books, you have to do that. And we all ought to be like the noble Bereans and search the scriptures daily to see what's really so. Uh, Matthew or Acts chapter 17 and verse 11, and that's right. what we ought to do. Well, I'm excited. You mentioned Apologetics Press. I'll close out by telling I, I just saw an advertisement this morning that they are producing a Bible, a study Bible, that has in it answers for Christian evidences and, and answers to handle atheist arguments. And so as I, as I read today, that's supposed to come out in 2020. And so I know when that hits the shelves, I can't wait to get my hands on a copy of that. And that that has been time and again, Apologetics Press and Christian Courier, the places that I have gone. And, of course, the Gospel Broadcasting Network and places like that have multiple programs you can watch and download. But ultimately, it's just like you said, not everything that you might find will be 100% in the you know just religious world alone. We have to be careful that we spit the bones out because sometimes we'll hear things and read things we shouldn't hear and read. But there is no doubt God exists, right. and he's there, he's real, and he cares for us. And he doesn't want anyone to perish, Second Peter 3, 9. He wants all of us to be able to go to heaven with him. But it's my job to spend as much time as possible studying with people who don't believe God exists and convincing them of why I believe God exists. I have an answer for them. I do the things that God tells me to do, but he really exists and that I need to instill people a righteous fear in God 
mm-hmm. that demands that we do what he does. You know, the Bible says that those who are waiting for the judgment day will be excited if they're following God. They'll love his appearing. But those who aren't ready for judgment day will not love the appearing of God. But on judgment day, there will be no more atheists right. in this world. There are no more atheists in hell. They all believe that there is a God. And they will bow, they will confess, but it will be too late. I want to thank you for tuning in to this episode. Dad, do you have any final comments before we close out? I guess my comment would be, if we seek God and seek his word, then we get to live with him someday. And someday people will find out that heaven will surely be worth it all. Thanks for letting me be on the broadcast with you. Absolutely enjoyed it. And we hope that you'll tune in to the next episode. But until then, we hope we will all please God now so that our eternity is far better.